What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another show, man. NBA show from Big US TV, guys. Uh, we're here every single day, Monday through Friday, giving out free picks. I'm your host, Jay Money. We got our guy Chris Farley with us. We always have our guy uh, Alex Christensen as well with us. Alex, what's up with you, my brother? Everything cool with you? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and cool is the right word. It's uh, very much a chilly time of year. I know it's even a little colder where you are, but you know, basketball is still really fun. Uh, Kyrie Irving decided to get back into the conversation today. So fire up your trade machines and see if we can f figure out where to send Kyrie Irving. But the NBA continues. Exactly, exactly, man. Yeah, so February 9th is the trade deadline, man. There will be a lot of things going on with a lot of teams, with a lot of different players as well. Um, Chris, how everything cool with you, my brother? Yeah, my man. Good to be here on a Friday. I remember uh, being on the show every Friday last year. There was just kind of a more informal, excited feel, probably because the weekend was ahead for all of us. So uh, looking forward to be back on the Friday show. Uh, hell of a game last night between the Bucks and the Clippers. I was, I mean, obviously that first quarter started off really weird, slow. The Bucks couldn't score a basket. But uh, at the end of the game, you're just even more impressed by Giannis and the kind of defense that the Bucks can play when it really matters, right? So uh, Bucks look like maybe they're going to keep on surging. Clippers too, actually. Clippers are a team I want to play on, but that was a nice Thursday night matchup on TNT. Exactly, man. Great, uh, great game last night as well, man. Maybe you're watching it on live. You're able to get on some some Bucks plus money, man. I know I was doing a little live show. I was like, hold on, Bucks going to come back and cover this, man. At the very least, uh, and win it as well, man. So, um, but uh, shout out to to everybody in the chat as well, man. Push those put those questions in the chat as well. We will go over our top games and then answer the best questions in the chat, um, in that way, man. First off, let's go ahead and take a look at our best bet record for the season, guys. Um, we always recap our record every single day, guys. Always still sitting under. 500 but um we are still uh, start to tick along in this one man 534 total plays in this one uh 260 wins 268 losses and six pushes guys so hey if we go undefeated today we'll be on we'll be uh, right there in the in the thick of things right to get back to some positivity here man so let's get straight to it here guys it's all business here on the show let's head over here to the first game guys we're going to heading over here to the streets of detroit guys we have the detroit pistons here laying a point here very surprising the Pistons land points here at the house versus the Charlotte Hornets here getting a point on the road over and under sitting at 240 in this one here Alex um, how are you looking at this game my brother it is a very strange matchup like you said the Pistons are favored um, really not sure that that was something that we would ever talk about this year in the NBA especially without Kate Cunningham but you know they're laying one point it was actually pretty much right where I had it this game looks kind of like a pick em to me it's a little bit of a tough spot for the Hornets coming off a back-to-back -back last night um, where you know Two of their big guys, Lamella Ball, Terry Rozier, 37 and 38 minutes, I think it was, and um, almost 35 minutes for Gordon Hayward. So a lot of their big pieces should be tired. And this total looks awfully, awfully high to me. Now, I know Detroit, there's a couple things driving that number. Detroit is great at getting the free throw line. It's actually incredible that a team um, built like this that loses as much as it does gets to the free throw line as much as they do, which generally helps with overs. And then you look at the Hornets. I mean, there could always be a high pace there. But in these back-to-back -back situations, off these long games, we've seen the scoring really drop out and the Pistons actually they do have a lead at home tend to slow things down and try to hold on to it so I had this total closer to you know about 236 237 myself and you know again that's before taking into account some of those qualitative stuff so my numbers like the under my kind of expectation what this game will look like and the flow and the way both of these teams have been playing likes the under so I'm going to take that anything 240 or higher I'll go under 
Exactly, exactly. And my expectation in this game is that the Pistons will likely take this game away. Uh, I'm taking the Hornets plus the one. They've played a lot better here recently. They're at the rest disadvantage, but I mean, how much rest have the Pistons got? They were they were basically iced down over there in Dallas for three days um, and then just got home. But regardless of that, I don't think the Pistons want to win right now. The Hornets are showing a little bit more sense of urgency. I mean, they're not out of the playoff race, so they do have a former number one overall pick over there. Ever since Gordon Hayward came back, Hornets actually trying to play a little bit of defense as well. Uh, come off a of back-to-back, but LaMelo Ball got ejected knowing. I expect the Hornets to come out here and get the win over the Pistons here, Chris. Any thoughts on this game, my brother? Yeah, I, I agree with both of you. I think um, I would have to err on the side of, of the Hornets. I mean, you just don't see the Pistons as favorites very often, and even though they're off that back-to-back, maybe that amps up LaMelo Ball a little bit too, right? Um, I didn't get to finish that game last night. You know, just admitted that it got a little too out of control, but uh, maybe they just settle in a little easier tonight. Uh, these Hornets are, are interesting, though. Last five games, they're last in the NBA in offensive efficiency. You know, they didn't crack 100 points in two of those games, didn't crack 115 in two others. So, uh, you know, the one thing you expect from the Hornets is some consistent offense, fly up and down the court at least a little bit. But this is a team that largely, I mean, they, they cannot consistently nail threes, right? And it just seems like when, when that's not working, and sometimes it's really not working, like under 20% we're seeing in some of these games, they're just a it's a really tough team to bet on because they keep on shooting it anyway. Right. Even though it doesn't seem like they're really that gifted from beyond the arc. Uh, but, you know, that being said, I, I think the value is still with them. They're a more talented team. Um, I think they're still trying to win games. I, don't, I can't really say the same for the Pistons. Uh, and, you know, Alex, I had the same feeling as you this morning. I just had an instinct to take the under. This one's way too high. You know, these these teams are too volatile for me, so I'm not going to take it. But I like your play, too. Yeah, that's a good point there. Um, yeah, I'd be I'd be surprised if the Hornets did lose it, but I mean, hey, the, you never know. The the Hornets only have a couple more wins than the Pistons as well, so they could definitely want to tank this game as well. It's definitely a toss up type of game, but I will side with the Hornets um, plus the one in this one. Couldn't talk you off a of first half as well before they possibly run out of gas. My guy uh, Alex rocking with the under two forty in this one, guys. Uh, let's hit it. So those are our two official plays for that game, guys. Set up here to the streets of Indiana. Here, the next game here, uh, we're going to the streets of. Uh, in here we got the Pacers here getting three points three three and a half points at the house versus the Sacramento Kings in this one guys Kings land three and a half on the road they're also laying minus 155 on the money line you can get back plus 135 if you'd like to go with the underdog uh, Pacers in this one over and under sitting at 235 in this one uh, Alex Mr. Christensen how do we look at this game obviously right now with uh, us not knowing if Halliburton is playing it is really tough to know, you know, whether we're going to see Tyrese Halliburton. He is one of the most important players in the league in terms of him being in and him being out or really impacting the success. But um, you know, the Pacers have been fairly competitive. I mean, they continue to lose some of these games, but uh, by kind of shockingly close margins here. You've got the Sacramento Kings mired in the middle of a road trip, coming off a couple wins here that are easy. They've got a game in New Orleans on Sunday, so not too much of a look ahead here. Um, you know, I sort of put all this together. A lot of this stuff came up pretty close to my numbers. You know, kind of lean towards it over here. Um, I think that given, you know, essentially what they do is with Tyrese Halliburton out, this kind of line is straddling him being out, him being in. I think that if he's announced in, we'll see it move a couple points to Indiana. But again, not the full move of his value about halfway. And the total, I'm curious to see what that does. Because if he plays tonight, I think this is going to be a pretty good over situation. There is not a lot of players on either one of these teams that are really interested in playing a lot of defense. And they love to get out and run here. So I think De'Aaron Fox is going to have a lot of fun here running with his old team. And again, maybe Halliburton does play, right? Would he miss a game at home against a team? that traded him 
Yeah, that's a good point. That's a great point there. I, we know that Fox is missing this game, though. De'Aaron Fox is out in this game with personal oh, reasons, right. guys. So um, he's not playing. But um, like I say, man, I want to lean. I'd lean Pacers here. It's hard to take them without knowing if Halliburton plays. Usually when guys are coming back off an of injury, they don't usually force them to play back-to-back, guys. So honestly, I don't even know why they're playing with us. They know whether he's going to play or not. It's probably not. Uh, they're probably not going to force him, especially some with a knee in- injury and an elbow injury. And he wasn't on a minutes limit last night as well. They were going for the win. He played like 35 minutes, Chris. So super tough game to cap without knowing Halliburton out there. But I'd probably be looking on the side that he's probably out in this one. Um, so possibly no Halliburton, but we know that Fox is out for sure. Chris, you, uh, any thoughts on this game? Well, I, I really hope that Halliburton plays today, but I, I agree with you. I, you know, I think it's kind of like a 60-40 type situation, 60% that he, he probably doesn't play in this game. Um, and uh, you know, one of the reasons why I was really hoping he would play is so I, I like the total on the Kings going over 119. Now, you know, that can still standalone happen, right? We've seen the Kings lately uh, taking advantage of just bad defenses, right? And and they still have a lot to play for. I mean, it's the Kings team. They're third in the Western Conference, first in their division, uh, and they need to take advantage of the schedule the way that it is now. Because if you look ahead, they got a few more easier ones coming up. They got Houston a back-to-back against Houston coming up, but then it gets a lot more challenging. You got Dallas, Phoenix, Portland, uh, the Clippers twice. You know the Kings need to win games. I think when they can, and you know as we typically see from the Kings, right? They like to run the floor fast. The last game between these two teams, they put up 137 points, and the Pacers could not stop them from beyond the arc in that game, uh, just getting whatever they want. And, you know, nothing has really changed, right, in that in that sense. The Pacers are still one of the worst three-point defenses in the NBA, over, averaging um, or allowing over 37% to their opponents per game. Um, yeah, but like I said, both teams run at a really fast pace. I, I also like it, too, that Sabonis uh, didn't play a full game in the last one, probably because they were just winning by so many points. But, you know, this is a comeback-home moment for Sabonis, too. So maybe he puts up a lot of points. He... Uh, cares about this game, and that's why I want Halliburton to play, right? Because he had a really poor game in the first game against the Kings, so you would think that he would want to kind of have a little revenge in this one, and if he does, the pace should increase even more. Pace was lightning in that first game between these two teams. Um, and the, Are the Pacers off of back-to-back? No, I think I'm making that up. But uh, Yeah, they played Lakers yesterday. They are, they're off of back-to-back, yeah. So you can expect even less defense from the Pacers, I think, in this game. Give me the Kings team total over, and I like it even more if we see Halliburton tonight. Yeah, that's a good point there. If Halliburton, I mean, that's a really good look because if Halliburton plays, it'll definitely be faster plays. I must say, though, if he doesn't play, I mean, obviously without both point guards in this one, I must say it might be a little bit slower paced game. But I'm still hoping you cash, my brother. King, uh, my guy, um, uh, Chris, rocking with Kings. Team total over 119 and a half. And no, we couldn't talk you off some, some bonus props as well, in my opinion. If that does go over, it's definitely going to be largely because of Sabonis um, in that one, guys. That's what I've been looking Going back to Indiana, got to look at some bonus props in this one. I got Chris taking Kings. Team total over, guys. Set over here to the streets of Boston here, man. In the next game here, we have the Boston Celtics here coming off a game where they absolutely torched the Nets and they were, they were up 30 in the first quarter in that game. Now they're laying nine points at the house versus the Phoenix Suns in this one. Get back nine. Line did open up at 10 has since come down uh, a point here for the Celtics. Celtics are land minus 400 on the money line here at the house. If you'd like to go with the Suns to get the outright win, you can get back plus 320 on the money line with the Phoenix Suns over and under sitting at 220 and a half in this one, Alex. Um, obviously, I mean, the Celtics are, are looking like juggernauts once again. Still only one and six against the spread last seven games, but uh, if you go look based off the last game, looks like the Celtics are about to go on another run here, Alex. Do you think that there was, um, you think the Celtics keep it going here? 
I think the Celtics should comfortably win this game. Is it going to be by nine points? I'm not sure. Um, I actually came up with a number that's a little smaller here, and I think part of it is um, it's it maybe hard to make a number Phoenix on the road versus at home. Um, you know, they've been really uh, you know one way that one way at home and a much worse way on the road. I mean, uh, we've seen them really get together. It's kind of the power of the organization, if you will. The team has had a lot of bumps in the road this year, a lot of injuries to deal with, and they've somehow sort of gotten themselves together here and quietly have won what is this six of the last eight games that they've played now again a lot of those at home they start this road trip here it's a front night of a back-to-back they're going to be in Detroit tomorrow so a really rough spot for them but if they're ever going to be locked into a game it's going to be tonight right you bring out everything tonight who cares about tomorrow that doesn't even really matter you could probably win that game anyway so I think that this is maybe a good spot for Phoenix but I don't want to back Phoenix on the road. At the same time, like you said, Boston's been winning. They've been playing really good basketball, but haven't been necessarily covering as much. Yes, they're coming off that huge blowout of the Nets, but I kind of actually lean Phoenix here as much as I hate saying that. So just going to tuck this one away. Yeah, no, it's a great point, man. I I, be, I actually kind of lean Phoenix here as well. Not enough to take it. They do have revenge. They got smoked earlier this season um, in Phoenix as well. They still have Booker in as well. So I believe it was, what, 128.95 on December 7th that they got uh, smacked up at the house. Um, be person, I don't like backing teams that's coming off a huge win like that. But you definitely uh, uh, make some good points there, Alex. Chris, how are you looking at this game? you think the Celtics take the Suns to smack City uh, tonight again? I, I think they do. Of, of course, I don't like the fact that you two don't like uh, the Celtics tonight. But you know, they, they, this is a really good spot for the Celtics, right? They're staying at home, you know, to, you know, off that game of um, after Wednesday, but they they didn't have to put much effort really in the second half after they went way ahead um, in that one. And you know, not so much for Phoenix, right? They're at the start of a week long road trip here, and there's a few games they could win. You know, they got Indiana in there, they got Detroit. But, uh, you know, I don't think this is one of those spots. And if you look at the Suns and some of their wins recently, sure, um, you know, they got some good wins, but they were blown out by better teams. They got blown out by Atlanta pretty badly at home in that last game, Denver, Memphis, Cleveland. Uh, you know, we talk about the Celtics, obviously, you know, well-known at this point, but uh, they're kind of like the Eagles in football. They just present a lot of matchup problems when you face them. And you have a Suns team now who I know they've been used to this roster for a little while now, but you know, you're without Shamet, Payne, uh, you know, obviously Devin Booker's still out. It, I just think it's really tough for them to keep up with a team in a comfortable spot like the Celtics at home. The only team who can beat the Celtics tonight are the Celtics. And I don't know if, if the Suns are just going to be able to keep up. Also, you know, trade talk circulating now around Phoenix. Everybody's interested in OG Ananobi. You know, some of the aspects of that are, you know, would they even consider trading Chris Paul, trading some of their players? I mean, I don't know what good things that does for the organization. This kind of just seems like a Phoenix team that's in flux right now. And one thing I like for the Celtics, uh, and one thing that worked out really well for them in that in that previous game too, the Celtics shoot 10 more three-pointers per game than what Phoenix is used to. Teams average 31 uh, three-point attempts against Phoenix. The Celtics average 41. And, the you know, Phoenix is not a great perimeter defense these days. And, you know, the size – the scoring ability of these Boston Celtics at home, I just think it presents too many matchup problems. I am going to take them to annihilate the Suns tonight. Um, again, they don't play again. The Boston Celtics don't until Monday. So this is a great spot. You have the weekend off. Take care of business. Hopefully they get it done and covered tonight. Yeah, it's a great point there, Chris. Uh, a little standalone going for the, for the Celtics here. They hadn't had to travel anywhere. It is the first game on the East Coast after a little homestand for the Suns as well. So you make some great points there with Celtics. Our guy Chris rocking with the Celtics. Minus nine official, my guys, uh, in this one, man. So 
Uh, we got we got official play on this game, guys. Yeah, Cel uh, Celtics minus nine in this one, man. Last game up. Let's go over here to the streets of Houston here, guys, and then post those questions in the chat. Any game that we didn't go over and you got a question over, put it in the chat, and we'll uh, do our best to answer it, guys. Uh, Raptors here land seven and a half points uh, on the road here versus the Houston Rockets, getting back plus seven and a half um, at the house. If you'd like to go with the Rockets to get the outright win, their third straight win, you can get them at plus 250 on the money line, while the Raptors are laying minus 300 on the money line on the road. Over and under sitting at two. 25 in this one, Alex. Um, how you liking this game, my brother? You think the Rockets can continue their stellar play at home? I do. It's really just, again, kind of another Jekyll and Hyde situation where the Rockets have been solid at home. And I know there's no Jalen Green tonight, a little bit of a cluster injury at guard, but they actually have some depth at that position and have been able to, you know, kind of maneuver around it. Shengun's been really great. So has Eric Gordon, you know, getting back into a little bit more of a high usage role. And uh, I'm going to play the Rockets the only way I know how to this year. First half, they've been a great first half team. Now, not great overall, but great in terms of against expectations here. They're, four, they're getting four points in this first half matchup against a Toronto team that has started slow on the road specifically again without OG Ananobi now there is a team where you miss one guy now all of a sudden your variance and talent becomes huge and that next player that's coming in to soak up those 20 or so minutes I mean with all due respect to my guy Thaddeus Young who I love he should not be playing 15 to 20 minutes a night for an NBA team it's not really what you're looking for here so I'm going to take the Houston Rockets first half plus four and then actually sprinkle a little bit on a prop here not an official play on the show but just something fun for people People are actually watching and listening. Look for the, a full-time halftime market. You could basically bet on which team wins the first half, which team wins the game. You can get the Rockets to win the first half, Raptors to win the game at five to one or plus five hundred. I sprinkled that for a little bit, and again, I'll just be betting against the Raptors in the fourth. I'm sorry, betting against the Rockets in the fourth quarter because that's what we do. Um, it's been a fun bet to again take advantage of that dichotomy where Houston plays two good quarters and then kind of packs it in. Yeah, that's exactly what they do. You make some good points there, um, Alex. Couldn't talk you off. I know I'm taking Siakam in this one. Um, over 25 points. I think he has his way with the Rockets tonight. Um, no real paint protection down there. I think, the, in all honesty, I think all the Raptors can get whatever they want inside the paint. But definitely give me Siakam to go off um, in this one. 25 more points, Chris. How are you looking at in this one? Yeah, really interesting thing about Houston lately is they're one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the NBA. Uh, which is, which is, I mean, that's just an effort thing probably for this Houston Rockets team, right? Because they're not the biggest team necessarily. Uh, but so but Toronto's the same way. Toronto's number two in offensive rebound percentage the last five or ten games or so. I forget which data set I ran on that one. But uh, both of these teams really good offensive rebounding, kind of like the over for that reason. Uh, you know, just because, you know, maybe there's more second chance opportunities in this game. Houston's running fast. But at the end of the day, obviously, Toronto still has a significant length advantage in this game. And I still think they're playing for something, right? I think I think I was on this show the last time we were like, is Houston going to win two straight games? I don't see it happening. And then Houston won again. Uh, but I think Houston might re revisit the whole tanking mode, right? Because I don't know how, how many more wins they want to get. Um, the Raptors were starting to surge um, before those two recent losses. But those are tough spots at Phoenix, at Utah. Um, I would lean to Toronto in this one, but I like Alex's play in this. I mean, if, you, if you're going to play on Houston, you want to play on them earlier. Um, the Raptors, too, have been starting off pretty slow in some of these recent games. But something that scares me about the Raptors, too, is we saw, you know, about five to ten games ago in that span, a lot of leads blown in the fourth quarter. Like, almost every game, the Raptors would give up a lead. So they're, they're just one of those teams right now who they haven't been great on offense this year. They're starting to find a rhythm, top five in offense the past ten games. But, uh, it, it, you know, we're starting to see some consistency. This should be a spot where they can keep it up. 
but, you know, the Raptors team is just kind of hard to figure out because, like I've said on previous shows, I don't think they really have that guy besides Pascal Siakam that they can continually go to every single game. And I don't know if Siakam is built for that role game in and game out. Um, so anyway, I'm, you know, lean Raptors in this game, not a lot of other thoughts behind that and also lean to the over. Yeah, I actually think Scotty Barnes and Siakam could have their way in this game, man. Not, absolute yeah. matchup nightmares uh, for this Rocket team, in my opinion, man. So I'm going with Siakam over 25 points in this one. Our guy Alex is going with the Rockets in the first half, plus the four, and he's been cashing that one. Um, I said, okay, Siakam's going up 25 and a half points now. I still like it. He's going for 30 in his sleep tonight versus this Rockets team, man. So uh, let's get this cash, my guys. See over here, we got some good questions in the chat, guys. We appreciate you guys for putting them in the chat as well. Now let's get to them. We broke over our went over our top games. Now let's go over a little Q&A here, man. First question up, um, our guy in the chat says, Hornets versus Pistons, will they play to the over and under? Chris, you like any thoughts on the total? Yeah, I mean, we talked about that game at the beginning, right? Um, Alex has a play on the under. I agree. I think it's too many points. Uh, you know, this Charlotte team has been kind of not very efficient, right, um, on offense recently. And they're off a of back-to-back, though, so we can maybe see a little less defense in this one. Lean, lean to the under. Exactly. Uh, Alex, you want to break them down, what you liked again uh, in this game for the people that missed it on the early part of the show? Yeah, you can scroll back a little bit to hear a little more. In general, uh, expect a much lower offense efficiency tonight. The Hornets on a back-to-back, a lot of minutes last night. Uh, it's generally really been bad for their overall efficiency. Detroit, um, although they get a lot of free throws and have been playing at a little bit of a quicker pace lately, uh, with the lead, really slow the ball down, especially at home. 240 is too many points. Yeah, that's and the Hornets been playing a little bit more defense as well, Alex. That's one thing I, I like. I've been watching their games. And it's actually crazy to say they've been kind of at least trying to stick their arms out and, and move their feet. It's actually weird to see, man. But uh, Hornets, I sense a little something different from the from the uh, Hornets in that one, guys. So I know I'm taking the Hornets plus the one. I'd be surprised they lost versus this Pistons squad. But uh, Hornets and under. That's how we're looking at that one. Uh, next question up, our guy Jace Gum. I believe. Hope I'm not trying to say your name wrong. Uh, any thoughts on Celtics over and under, Chris? Uh, yeah, as far as the Charlotte defense goes, real quick, they should watch UCLA's defense because they move their feet on that on that team. But anyway, uh, thoughts on Celtics over under? Man, uh, I, I would rather go to a, a Suns team total under. You know, uh, like I was talking about, I mean, the Suns are, are have been missing quite a few key offensive contributors. I think it's really gonna it's really gonna be tough tonight, right? They're gonna face a lot of physical, bigger bodies there in Boston. Uh, you know, Boston just put up a ton of points. They had a 49-point lead on the Nets at one point in that previous game. So maybe the Celtics decide to play a little more defense, a little less offense tonight. Uh, so I really don't like a team total angle in that game, but um, I would lean Phoenix Suns team total under in a game where I don't think they can keep up with Boston at home. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so good. You made some good points in that one, Chris. Man, it's a tough total for me, in my opinion. And it looks like it's come down to like six points as well. Like it opened up at 226, come all the way down to 220 in this one, Alex. So, I mean, I, I'm no total expert, but that kind of tells me that we should probably be looking towards the under in this game. Yeah, I, I wish I would have been up late enough to grab that 226. I had this basically at 221. So, missed out on all the fun. I think that um, if it does go under, it's going to be a really slow kind of playoff type field game. So if you do want to play the under, grab like under 205, sell some points, get way, way down there. But uh, if there is a chance if Boston comes out, gets a big lead here, we know the blowouts are great for overs. Phoenix could pack this thing in pretty quickly, get some of their guys like Chris Paul out who helped them a lot 
offensively, but slow the game down. And you could just be crying as the Celtics win like 130 to 110 in a game that had no reason with having that many points. So I think it's a great total to skip over. But if you are going to grab it under, it's going way under if it goes under. Yeah, my guy says sell, sell 15 points on the on the under, man. <laughs> he said no take it at 205, man. Oh, yeah, so it looks right. like it opened up at 227 all the way down to 220, man. So, man, if you're trying to bet this total, unless you like the over, um, you kind of sort of late to the party in this one, guys. A few more questions in the chat. Um, next question, our guy Patrick in the chat says, Hawks money line. It is hard to bet against the Jazz at home, Chris. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I'm not looking to take the Hawks money line tonight. I would, I would, I would look in the Jazz side if anything. They play so well at home. Uh, their offense is really effective at home. Or, although I will say, you know, l- lately the biggest correlation. And I know we have a Trey Young question coming up too, but the biggest correlation between the Hawks' success and failure is how Trey Young plays. And if he has a good game, if he's efficient from the floor, they usually win. Uh, but but he's had some real stinkers lately. So it kind of segues into the next question. Um, you know, I don't want to take over these questions, but Trey Young should absolutely be able to succeed tonight. He's going to need to do well against a, a Jazz team that can run fast and score a lot of points. But there's been arguably no player, no starter more inconsistent than Trey Young this year. So it's not it's not something that I'm going to trust. But this should be a good setup for him tonight. Yeah, Trey Young and Dejounte Murray, little All Star snub as well. Where's the All Star game? It's at Utah, that same arena they're playing at tonight. I wouldn't be surprised. A little extra motivation from the Hawks in this one, and guys like Trey Young and and Dejounte Murray. I like what Chris did there. Kind of combined two questions together there. What do you think about the Hawks tonight? And what do you think about Trey Young possibly going over his points assist? Yeah, Chris is right. I mean, the, the two things really move in tandem. I think it's Hawks or pass. Even though I was talking on the show, I kind of want to bet the Jazz, honestly. They have been good at home. They've been a fantastic team when they're totally healthy. But the Hawks have been a better team when they're totally healthy. Um, it's another one of those teams, we, we kind of at the beginning of the season, I would joke about Orlando and how you kind of had to parse through. You know, we had Orlando with no guards. We had Orlando with no guards and Paolo. Paolo and guards, all this stuff to figure out. That's kind of where you are with the Hawks. Like You've got DeWante games. You've got Troy Young games. You've got Clint Capella games you've got to kind of figure out but we've got enough of that group together where again they've got Collins they've got Capella they've got Trey Young they've got DeWante Murray the whole thing really runs much better when they have everyone so I don't mind playing the Hawks here I like what you guys are saying in terms of you know Trey Young trying to show out after the all-star vote we know that he's somebody that definitely cares about that and should be able to crush these jazz guards I mean as good as they are on offense there is nobody that can guard him tonight so um, yeah go ahead do like some same game parlay give me Trey points and assist over with the Hawks money line. Let's go for it. Yeah, like yeah, Alex does not bet the Hawks, man. So we are we are <laughs> not letting Alex bet the Hawks. We he's just gonna look at uh, Trey Young. I need permission from at least five adults. <laughs> I'm not one of them, man. I'm not one of them, man. But, hey, we went through the questions, guys. We break down our best bets. Um, Now let's go ahead and recap our best bets for the show, guys. And let's get out of here. Let's get to some cash, man. It's Friday. It's payday. Let's go get it, man. Chris is rocking with Kings. Team total over 119.5 in Nelwyn. Uh, also, Celtics minus nine as well. I'm taking the Hornets under plus one um, in Nelwyn. And Raptor, and I'm taking uh, Siakam over 25.5 points. He does play for the Raptors in Nelwyn. And our guy Alex Christensen is taking Hornets Pistons under 2 40 and the Rockets uh, first half plus the four guys. Um, those are that's the show, man. We went over our top games. We answered the questions as well. Uh, now it's now it's time to get some cash, right? So we appreciate everybody for tuning in, man. Hit the like button, subscribe to the YouTube channel, all that good stuff. You can follow us on Twitter as well, guys. I'm your host Jay Money. That's our guy Chris Farley. That's our guy Alex Christensen. We're here every single day, Monday through Friday. Bet USTV with the NBA picks. We will be back on Monday. We're out.